Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome to Hot Lap. Um, sorry it's late. Uh, I was recording a new show, a new show you can go and check out. Not when you listen to this, but certainly later on in the week. Um, you can find it right now on my Patreon. It's called the Must See Audio War Room. And um, it's... A, uh, it's it's not going to be done on my own. It's always going to be with other people. It's a conspiratorial pro show i suppose you'd say and basically talks about the stuff that when i do things like alien addict we can't talk about on youtube i'm gonna upload the video to youtube and see how long it fucking lasts for to be perfectly honest um so yeah it was a ton of fun i think you should go and listen to it you should probably subscribe to my patreon to be perfectly honest you can go and do that at must see audio and um you can you can sign up and you'll get all all my stuff like Pro first, even if it's only by like an hour or so, it goes up first on um Musty Audio. I am gonna start staggering my other content so it so there is some sort of at least a couple of days of like patron exclusivity uh for new podcasts. That's that's a plan. But yeah, the the War Room was wild. It was a fucking great podcast. I really enjoyed it. I think you'll really enjoy it as well, especially if you if you follow me on Twitter and you you align with any of my sort of out there views on things. That is definitely for you. Um. Anyway, we've just had the Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan? No, not Azerbaijan. Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Um. It was fucking wild, wasn't it? Like, it was a really, really interesting weekend for both, like, 
good things and bad things. I mean, the, the racing was kind of the only good thing when you go somewhere like Azerbaijan. Um, I suppose we should get that out of the way first. Let's talk about the the missile attacks, 15 kilometers from the circuit. Um, I, I believe the reports that were coming out of... Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia that um, it, if Formula One had decided not to race that um, they wouldn't be allowed to leave the country uh, something very similar happened to um, WWE when they went to do one of the Saudi Arabia shows um, now I I I, I do believe when the when Formula One told all the team bosses and the drivers and stuff that they were perfectly safe inside the paddock, I do believe that because it chances are when you've got very complicated uh, complicated politics going on like what's going on in Saudi Arabia, and essentially that like, it was called a terrorist act, but you know this is terrorism that's been going on for eight years, so that's kind of a war if we're all honest. Um, but I have no doubt that people that were involved in the planning of said incident were probably at that circuit, probably shipping, sipping champagne in the VIP lounge. So um, I didn't really think there was any danger to the drivers of that thing, but, I mean, let's be perfectly honest. It, for, for This is one of the reasons, right, I did not back the... Anything to do with the We Races One campaign, anything from the from the word go, be, one of the big reasons being I I could just see the hypocrisy in it from the from the word go, um, and it's it's no more evident it's no more evident than going to to a country like Saudi Arabia. And we, don't get me wrong, I mean we've just had like Bahrain beforehand. Yeah, you know, we, we've had like back to back terrible terrible human rights. <laughs> record races um i mean to be perfectly honest you know i mean i i know a few people including my family some of my family that live in australia uh, i've got listeners that live in australia pe- people that i speak to like reasonably reasonably regularly um and those people have some of them happen to live in victoria which was particularly bad i'm, I'm sure they would say that uh australia hasn't gone the fucking right way on the on the human rights fucking clock, um, as far as they're concerned. That's not me. It's not my opinion of it, because I don't know. I can only say what my aunties and uncles in Australia say about their current situation. Oh, sorry, their their current situation has eased a lot, but their situation a year or so ago. But Formula One's got to start thinking about this. If they, we are a glo- we're a global sport. We're a global sport which has a, um, I think it has a duty to the countries it goes to that it has to has to be seen to be doing the right thing. You know, we 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 go, we go on about all the. Um, Stuff like drivers having their own personal opinions on on things, which is fine. I, you know, that's just that that's what people do. People have opinions on things. I have opinions on lots of things. That's why I fucking spend loads of time talking about them. Um, but even those are, sh- are thrown. You know, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened with Sebastian Vettel. Um, 
I, I think it, his voice in particular would have been an interesting one to listen to uh, over the course of the weekend. Obviously, we didn't get that. And maybe maybe the fact his uh, COVID lasted a little bit longer had something to do with the fact that they were going to Saudi Arabia next. But... Um, Yes, Formula One needs to sort this out. Let's get on. Let's get move on because it's not. It's just not comfortable. I don't think the uh, going to countries with which we if 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 we look at like Western democracy as a good thing, then um, I think we should be sort of shining a torch on other places, and it shouldn't just be the case. It shouldn't just be a case where infinite amounts of money to make you go ah well morals we'll just leave them in the baggage we can pick them up in the airport when we go back to another country that sounds good um yeah doesn't doesn't sit well with me i'm sure it doesn't sit well with a lot of you guys and one of the fucking irritating things is like uh, like i do enjoy the saudi track i do enjoy it it's fucking terrifying um so that's one of the horrible things, and you know, it's I I, I realise there's a hypocrisy in myself because if I truly cared about this sort of thing, I'd turn around and say any country with questionable human rights, I won't fucking pay any attention to it. I'll just I'll just skip that race. Sorry, guys. Uh, listen to another podcast for a week. But I love Formula One, so clearly I like watching motor racing more than I enjoy my own morals that's weird my uh my, my headphones went quiet for a second then i don't quite know what happened then sorry if my voice cut out then everything cut out anyway uh story of this weekend's grand prix starts in q1 Be- and this is we never really touch on qualifying but we have to touch on the fact that lewis hamilton qualified sixth fucking teenth 16th 1.4 seconds away from pole position and about half a second away from his teammate yeah about half a second away from his teammate jesus christ now they said they went the wrong way and set up he tried something a bit experimental with tire pressures by all, all accounts and it didn't work um i mean really didn't work yeah he, he had pace during the race so clearly they got they got over that but yeah I mean that if that that doesn't show how bad a position Mercedes is in, how bad a position they're in, um, that they had to try something radical to try and find some speed, and what it actually did was make Lewis Hamilton qualify sixteenth before other drivers got penalties. Um, I just can't stand it. You know, it's just like when you've got a a Mercedes not being able to out qualify. You know, Lance Stroll was ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Um, Mick Schumacher ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Obviously, Mick Schumacher didn't race, but in qualifying times, you know, and you could, I can accept an an Alpine. I can accept, um, yeah, like Alfa Romeos, because all that that pack is so tight now. So it's a, it's you know, a few tenths here or there is a big gap, but I can't accept. Um, Mick Schumacher and Lance Stroll out qualifying Lewis Hamilton. Fucking absolute crazy towns. 
Uh, let's get to the finishing positions, and we'll go through the through the drivers like we usually do. Then we'll get to all your talking points because I think there's a few of them. Um, Mick Schumacher DNS uh, had that fucking horrific crash in um, Q two, I believe. Uh, apparently, it's going to cost a million pounds to fix that car. Oh, sorry, a million dollars to fix that car. That's not going to go well into the Haas budget cap now. I, I, I'm wondering whether the budget cap, first of all, it's going to make pay drivers less appealing because, you know, they're going to bring money in, but it's money you can't really use. You know, it's this, if 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 you can find that money other ways, then surely you're better off just getting a better driver rather than a pay driver and not having the, you know, not having to worry about sponsors. But it does make me wonder when you've got a driver like Schumacher who's been a little bit crashy, not hugely crashy, not like, Early days Grosjean, or even late days Grosjean, crashy. But uh, that's a big old, that's a big old chunk out of their budget that they've got to find to fix uh, Mick Schumacher's car. Uh, and especially when he's getting fairly well put away now. Uh, and I, oh, so, Sorry, fairly well put away for the first two races. And I think it will c- continue through the course of the year. I don't see Mick Schumacher, excuse me. I don't see Mick Schumacher getting on top of... Um, Magnuson, yes, anytime soon. So, I'm, I'm, I, I'm concerned for the future of Mick Schumacher. He deserves to be there, F two champion. But I do. It depends how long he stays for, because I, I'm not sure he's going to be one of those drivers that deserves to stay. But he did deserve his chance, and he deserves having a chance in this car because this car is quite good. So if he can't get done in this car. Maybe it is time to move on. Uh, Yuki Snowder, awful luck for him. Had an issue in qualifying, then didn't get to the grid. So another DNS for Yuki Snowder. Nicholas Latifi uh, finished 18th. Um, I think he retired. I think he retired. It doesn't say retirements here, which is unfortunate because I can't remember them all. Um. And I'm also, am I looking at qualifying? I am. Sorry. Fuck me. That's why I got confused. Because the first two positions are Mick Schumacher and Yuki Tsunoda. So, yeah, both did not start. Nicholas Latifi did crash, didn't he? Now thinking about it, he brought out the virtual safety car. Um which we'll discuss later on, because that destroyed uh, Sergio Perez's race, which is a a real shame for him. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo had that weird trouble um, on the same lap as Fernando had his weird trouble. I'm amazed that we didn't end up with a full-on red flag and restart. I'm a little bit upset about that. I would... I... I don't know whether it's a safety thing or not, to be perfectly honest, but I really... I, I really think we should move towards a thing of if it's a if it's a full safety car period that's gonna last more than five laps. Let's just throw the reds out. Throw the reds out, neutralize the race, get them all back in the pits, and stick fresh boots on, they can get on the grid and we can go racing again. Um I think that seems to be the best best thing. We get we you know it's it works television wise because you get the excitement of a, of another stand and start. Um, it helps people that have been caught out 
by safety by the safety car on tires so it sort of levels the playing field on tires again and it just means we get a proper race i think i think that would be better for fucking everybody um Valtteri Bottas did not finish. Uh, I believe it was an engine issue. His engine was overheating. They tried to get on top of the temperatures, couldn't, and it was a choice between pitting him and retiring from the race or losing the engine. That was on lap 36. Uh, Alex Albon did did, uh, did not finish towards the end of the race. He, he retired on lap 47. I believe he just peeled off the track, didn't he? I don't know what it, what it was, but they just hung a yellow out for him and, uh, and saved having to get the safety car out again, which was great because it, it, it stopped us losing what we got at the front, which was fucking spectacular. Uh, Lance Stroll was 13th. Um, Nico Hulkenberg is, was 12th. Not sure how that happened. I'm not going to lie. I think Lance Stroll, did Lance Stroll and Alex Albon hit each other? That might make some sense. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou, or Zhou Guan Yu, I still don't know how you're supposed to, how you're supposed to say that name, um, was 11th and just outside the point. So knocking on the door, half a second behind his teammate in qualifying, kind of where you think he would be, but points in that car felt possible. Um, Lewis Hamilton, 10th and one point. Uh, you've... That's a big chunk. You know, it's I, I know the Red Bulls uh, had a double DNF last last week, but if we're going to still consider Lewis Hamilton in this championship, that is a big chunk of points to lose when your car is not performing well. So that's a real a real big shame for Lewis. And how many bad races do we get before we realise that Lewis isn't in the championship hunt this year? I. I, I just don't. I don't see it happening. Uh, a friend of mine has a fifty has a five pound bet, at fifty to one, on Lewis Hamilton not to win a race this year, and I think he has got himself a good bet there. Um, Kevin Magnussen in the Haas was ninth. He said that that car had more in it, uh, so it was a shame for him. He was only ninth. Pierre Gasly, um, he finished eighth now, but apparently he's really like he's a bit ill. Uh, he was getting like stabbing pains in his in his side through the race, and um, by all counts, like he had to go to the doctors afterwards. Uh, but he was telling the interviewer uh, uh, after the race that he was actually screaming inside the car, and that he's never been in that much pain before. So, I mean, you know, it, I I don't know. I hope it's nothing. I hope it's nothing serious. You know, I just like maybe he got battered around in the car or something like that. Maybe. Maybe he was driving with appendicitis, but it was in the sort of, apparently in the like lower, lower side stomach region for Pierre Gasly. Um, yeah, let's let's hope he's okay. He's a he's a good driver. He's got a good car, and he's got some momentum behind him at the minute. So it would be horrible to see him have to sit races out. Uh, Lando Norris was seventh. Uh, probably could have been sixth. Sixth, he was quicker than Esteban Ocon, who was sixth, but. Esteban just got the DRS at the right time, at the right stage of the race to nip past and get that place. Lando was pretty downcast in his um, interview after uh, after the race, pointing out the fact that on a, on a normal track that wasn't such high speed, that isn't Hyde and McLaren's issues because they don't have the downforce, he, he was saying Alpine are well ahead of them. 
difficult to difficult to come to terms with that as far as I'm concerned because um, he uh, he looks so good in the first winter test. McLaren looks so good in the first winter test. Like I I thought genuinely thought McLaren at the races this year. I thought they were in the hunt for the championship. Like outsiders, maybe. Um, Maybe Ferrari and Red Bull, like well up, well ahead of it. But I really did believe that McLaren would have been sort of the, oh, can they do this? They'll, they'll like, they'll still be mathematically possible towards the end. Awful blow, awful blow for for Lando as well. Just after he signed that big contract with McLaren, and for them to fuck this up so, so badly. Hopefully, it's a quick fix. Lando said there is one problem with with the McLaren. And when they fi- when they fix that one problem, they'll be back. They'll be where they thought they were going to be. Problem is, they're trying to fix that problem while everybody else is continuing develop continuing to develop their cars. Just the uh, same situation Mercedes in as well. Uh, it is very strange, isn't it, that the, all the Mercedes powered cars having pretty big fucking issues at the minute. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought the engine homologation would end with uh, Mercedes? Quietly, worst engine on the grid. How fucking crazy is that? Um, George Russell was fifth. Uh, good race from him. I mean, we we don't really, you don't know how exceptional that race was because you know his car. We, we're not sure how bad or good that car was. We had no one to compare him with because Lewis Hamilton was all the way down where he was. I would suggest it was a reasonably good. Um, I, I I realize Lewis got hung out to dry and strategy. I think if he hadn't have done, he would have probably been ahead of Norris, possibly Ocon and behind Russell. But um, he, he, Russell never seemed to be. Uh, like usually, when you saw Lewis be out of position, like if well, if it happened in qualifying or in a race, he would come back through more often than not past Valtteri Bottas. Uh, but it just never seemed like Hamilton was going to be up there challenging George. You know, it's a, so clearly Mercedes have benefited from a driver with a better race pace than Valtteri Bottas. So that's positive for Mercedes. But really, fifth, 37 seconds, sorry, sorry 32 seconds back from the leader's it's not what we expect to see Mercedes, is it? Um, Sergio Perez, my heart bled for Sergio Perez. He was in that sort of titanic um, like strategy battle with Charles Leclerc where if Charles was going to try and undercut him, if Perez had allowed to let Charles Leclerc undercut him, then he would have won that race. I think he it would have been Charles Leclerc that was thrown so out of the picture on strategy. Um, I th- I think he'd have well, it, if he didn't win the race, I think this would have been a problem for Red Bull because I think it would be awful if he was in the position to win the race and they pulled a massa on him because that's a one man team. That that team is all about Max Verstappen, all about it. So I don't know whether they do that so early in a season, but I could under I could see Red Bull doing it because let's face it, I like Sergio. 
he's not winning the championship this year, is he? These words could fucking haunt me, but I don't think he's going to win a world championship. Uh, Carlos Sainz was third. Um, again, eight seconds off the leaders. Not good for Carlos. He needs to find that. Like He's right now in a firm number two spot. He's running at a number two pace. And if he doesn't fix that soon, he is going to rapidly find himself as the new Valtteri Bottas, but in red. Um, and now on to the final two. Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen. And I will fucking admit right here for your sweet baby ears, I was wrong about Charles Leclerc. And I think he can be a world champion. I'm man enough to admit when I get it wrong about a driver. And I have had it fucking gigantically wrong. Not one part of me, not one part of me believed that if you stuck him in a car equal to Max Verstappen or, or around the same speed, and let's be perfectly fucking honest, probably slightly faster. I think the Ferrari is probably a nudge ahead of the Red Bull in both chassis and engine. Um, and he can do it. Like He can fight Max Verstappen. He he is. I had him in... Uh, I, th I think what muddied it for me was when everybody was, like, fucking beating their heads off themselves, uh, talking about how good Charles Leclerc was for beating Sebastian Vettel. All I could see was a driver beating a broken driver. And I thought, well, that's fine, but we'll only know when we see him up against somebody that is that is actually performing at a high level. And Sebastian wasn't performing at a high level when he beat him. Uh, then obviously he was. This has been hidden by the woes of Ferrari for a little bit. But man, like you see, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc fighting each other for twelve laps, twelve laps, playing cat and mouse with the DRS. Max got Max got ahead. Shaw could have a go back at him. Oh, it was just wonderful. I think that race, that race we saw between Leclerc and Verstappen was better than any race we saw between uh, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton last year. One of the best 12 laps of motor racing I've ever seen. I genuinely believe that. If that's what we're going to get, if that's what these cars are allowing us to have, I we we are in for such a season, and I didn't think it was possible that we could have a better season than last year. But if we can have two two drivers battling it out for a world championship between the two of them, but not only that, Formula One has actually moved to a position where it can give those drivers cars that they can race with. How good was it to see? Somebody overtakes somebody, even with DRS, overtake them, go into turn one and go, oh, fuck, the guy following behind is still within a second for the entire lap. Fucking magic. That's exactly what we wanted. It's exactly what we wanted from Formula One cars is to allow these guys to follow. And long may this fucking continue, because if this can continue to the, to the last race... I, it's going to be spectacular. Um, I do believe over the course of a season that Max Verstappen will win this fight. Uh, but I, two things I want to happen. 
I don't think Sergio Perez can really get involved in it. I think Carlos Sainz, if he, if he pins everything together, can get seriously involved in this championship. I also believe if Mercedes sort their shit out, George Russell and Hamilton can. But there's extra factors. All we have at the moment is we know there are two people fighting for this world championship. And uh, I think it's going to be glorious either way. Um, let's go to your questions. Um, we'll go to Instagram first because as I open my phone, that's the first app that opened. And I usually do Twitter first because, you know me, I'm more of a Twitter person really, aren't I? More of an, uh, more of a Twitter person than I am a Facebook person. So I asked for talking points. You guys hit me up again, as usual. Uh, let's start at the top. Uh, Scott Spiegel, I believe I've, spelled, I've said that right. TV producer seems to some, uh, somehow worse uh, than years past. Many times we cut to the crowd, uh, an 11th place skirmish, a replay during the uh, last few laps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now... What I'd say is, and I might be completely wrong about this, I believe um, Formula One's world feed is farmed out to local TV production companies. So it's not the same production company that does every race. I think that's right. Now, when you consider that you've had a a race happening that's only happened once before, and it's and it's just come back. They have they've only had a matter of months in Saudi to uh, to learn from the first race they had there. Uh, it was a crazy race, and it was also a very easy race to um, to film because we just spent a whole race watching what what was going on between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So I can accept that maybe the TV production was a bit lower quality than we're used to, simply because they haven't had the um, they haven't had the experience. I could be wrong. I'm sure that's how it used to be, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, Atomic Fabrications, Ocon, uh, and your boy were getting uh, uh, at it pretty hard for a while. As drivers, I understand uh, race everyone hard, even a, a teammate, until the teammate says otherwise. How could Alpine think that was there? That was a good strategy, though. If you're Alpine. How do you handle it? Right. I've got massive problems with this, and not just because it fucked Alonso over. We've seen, since Alonso came back into Formula One, multiple occasions where he has played the team game, including doing his fucking best and making... I, at least oh, he, he at least owns 15%, maybe 25% of Ocon's first win trophy. We have seen this. Now... In the last Grand Prix, Alonso allowed Ocon passed because Ocon was quicker. I don't even think uh, Fernando needed told to let Ocon passed. Ocon was holding Alonso up. They were they were like eight seconds ahead of Bottas. They had such a good buffer to Bottas and Magnussen, um, and they didn't. They, all that should have been was they should have swapped places. There, Alonso Alonso could have like exploited some of the pace advantage he clearly had over Ocon and hopefully Ocon would have still had as he was pulling away still had DRS for a couple of laps 
and that would have helped drag him further away from Bottas and Magnussen. It was a ridiculous move, and it was old-school Ocon. That was old-school Ocon, like we saw at Force India, that was constantly crashing with uh, Sergio Perez. And realistically, if he'd done that, the like closing in on the... Uh, like he did Alonso into the pit wall. If he'd done that with another driver, that's a fucking plane crash. So yeah, I'm I'm not happy about it. I I want drivers to race. Don't get me wrong, but when your teammate is giving, you know, he's been gracious enough to help you in the past. Fucking do the same, Ocon. It's it's not on. Um, Ryan Hampstead. The cars can genuinely follow. Uh, I think the racing will only improve from here. Uh, DRS may not be needed on some tracks in the future. Very interested to see how Australia unfolds uh, as bro- broader restrictions uh, restrictions are in place, uh, and the government is still on a power trip. Yeah, well, we we I mentioned that before. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, yeah, it's uh, that it is what it is. You can't like you you can't. You can't go into these things too too much, you know. I've got I've got fucking to be to be perfectly honest. I've got other other podcasts for talking about these sort of things and my view on what's happened over the past two years. Um, I've got some I've got some pretty strong views on it all. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It'll be interesting to see how the race goes. As for just what's going on on track, um, it's never been the greatest of tracks. I love the Australian circuit. I've I've always enjoyed how it looks and. Uh, I always used to I, I I wish it was still the first race of the year. Um it will be interesting what overtaking is like because overtaking has been a problem in Australia before. But I feel like looking at what how these cars were following each other, I feel they're going to be able to follow each other pretty well in Australia too. And this is the thing, like if you go if we go Bahrain, Saudi, Australia, and the cars can still follow each other. They are three very different circuits. And if Red Bull and Ferrari, there is a cigarette paper between them once again, then it's just fucking game on, isn't it? Uh, Bostil Swan. How is Perez allowed to do uh, the first restart ahead of science? No fucking idea. Uh, does the race control not tell the teams the positions of the cars and the restarts? It should do, I believe. I don't I don't understand what happened there. And Perez, realistically, after that restart, should have still got another penalty, I think, because by keeping that position, he stopped science attacking Verstappen. So, yeah, it, it, it didn't feel right to me. I, I completely agree with you. Um, Chris Flood. Last two laps under investigation, both laps voided. Leclerc wins. Uh, Atomic Fabrication reply, replied, hey, 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 he's, uh, he's got another podcast for those that conspiracy nonsense. You know that flood. That's fucking awesome. That's really funny. Um, no three legs, four wheels this week, as Paul has COVID. Um, see, your boy here, your boy here got COVID over Christmas, knocked it out in three days. I was still podcasting through it. That's how you handle things like a fucking man. Um, Sam, 5064. Don't know why I read that number like that. 
Uh, really hope Williams can sort it out, but it looks like they've uh, produced another dog of calf this season. I mean, yeah, but, you know, I, Alex Albon was at least racing with other cars. I, I, I It's not... <sighs> they haven't done a terrible job. They've made a better Formula One car than they've had for the last few years, I believe. Um, the difference is Haas. Like, Haas was down there to keep them company, but Haas have really fucking sorted it out. Uh, in the same way as I think, like, Alpine have really sorted it out, but Haas just jumping from the back, right rock bottom at the back to arguably the, what, fourth, fifth best team on the grid? Um, I think that's kind of scuppered things a little bit. So, um yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Williams are going to fix themselves, but I do believe they're heading in the right way, and that's all we can really hope for at the minute. It's good for them; they need shot of Latifi. Uh, someone messaged me; I, th- I think it'll be on the in the in the next lot of th- uh, uh, questions, so I won't I won't bring it up. But I think it's time Latifi was gone. It's uh, he's 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 handily outperformed now by Alex Albon, who hasn't been in Formula One for a year. Uh, and Latifi's been in this team for two years. It's it's just not. It's not time. It's not his time. It's not his sport. It's time for him to time for him to disappear. Uh, let's go to the Twitter. Uh, to the oh god, I tweet so much, and then I've got a. I've got to quickly shuffle myself back to find where I am. Here we go. Captain Lightyear, Latifi, worse than Mazepin, and mixed tendency to destroy cars. Well, we've already talk, talked about mixed tendency to destroy cars, which is not going to be handy. I think you're probably right. I think um, Latifi is worse than Mazepin. Um I mean, Nicholas Latifi, he won F2, I think, but it was one of those things where... He was like the fucking 28-year-old that finishes high school but with good grades. You go, you know, you, you've got good grades, mate, but you were there a long time. Um, yeah, it's fucking... It's pointless going on about the Mazepin thing. Um, again, the idea... The, the idea that, again, this is not condoning what's going on in Ukraine. I'm not condoning fucking war of any kind. And I'm, 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 I'm not virtue signalling either with that statement. I just don't want either people, either either side, to fucking kill each other. I certainly don't want it to escalate into anything fucking bigger than what it is. Um, but the idea that you can, you can say that he can't race because he's Russian and because of his dad's awkward friendship with Vladimir Putin yet then they can go but next race Saudi Arabia uh it none of it sits fucking right with me and I still believe that uh although I'm happy to have Kevin Magnuson in because he's doing so well but I still believe that um Nikita Mazepin deserved a go in a decent car so he had the chance to fail on his own and not because of the car. 
Um, Carl Ford, performance uh, uh, from K-Mag and Haas again. He's definitely uh, filling filling the Kimmy hole. Yeah, I, that sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? Hmm. Fucking tickled my Kimmy hole, you. Um, yeah, I, I, he is. He's... I think he's, we've seen drivers come back. Like we've seen um, Hulkenberg get thrown back into the mix a few times. Rarely, rarely doing anything. Uh, it's nice to have somebody that just come in, hasn't really had any real practice time, and he's just got on with it. Like that is the absolute essence of a man that's been given like a last chance. This is your last chance to carve yourself a career and make yourself like a. Li- a legit, he will be a legitimate option for other teams come the end of the year. I mean that, and that's fucking awesome for him. But I, I, I genuinely believe there'll be teams that l- like Alvatari if Albon was to disappear somewhere, um, Austin Martin if uh, Sebastian Vettel, or they finally decide to get rid of Lance Stroll, was to go anywhere. Alfa Romeo, he wouldn't be a bad shout for for an Alfa drive. Um, if Daniel Ricciardo doesn't improve and decides to go, or McLaren decide to make him go, uh, I think he'd be a decent option for McLaren the way he's going. If he continues like this, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not just going. No, it's fucking let's let's make him a world champion. Um, but yeah, he's uh He's going to put himself right in the shot window. I'm, conv- I'm convinced of it, uh, that he's going to be able to carve himself a proper Formula One career for this. Um, Martin, too early to call the greatest F1 season in history. Very possible, mate. I didn't think we were going to get a season as good as last year, and this appears that it's going to be just that. Uh, our government is not to be trusted. That is a good twitter name um and and the funny thing is i've no idea where you're from that's that could be applicable anywhere um does the blanket uh does the black uh, blank rear wing on the ferrari look like a spare part no i really like it actually i really like the black front wing as well it reminds me of mansell's old uh ferrari i think i genuinely think the ferrari is one of the most gorgeous formula one cars i've ever seen uh, Dean, fantastic stuff from Max and Charles again. Yeah, we've covered that. Red Bull's fighting, uh, frightening straight line speed. I mean, yeah, I mean, the it wasn't actually Red Bull; it was just Sergio. Um, Max's Max's uh straight line speed was down on Sergio, probably, probably what resulted in Sergio getting the pole. Um. But yeah, I, d- I don't think there's I don't think there's a lot in it between the Ferraris and the Red Bulls. Um, if anything, I still I still think those Red Bulls might be a, sorry Ferraris might be a whisker quicker in a straight line. A um, couple of races now, and it looks like the new regs have spiced up the racing. Great battles and close racing up and down the field. I can't argue with a world of that. Didn't mention uh, this as I was pretty sure it had been asked before. But your thoughts on the drone missile attacks six miles away from the track um, and the decision of FIA to go racing. I don't believe it was the FIA's choice. I, I really don't. I think... Uh, um, oh. 
if you go to if you go somewhere like that, you're playing by their rules. That's it's as simple as that. That's that's just the way you you've 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 run out of bargaining chips. If you're gonna go to a totalitarian like dictatorship, then you you don't you've you've run out of bargaining chips. You do you do. You go in. It's like talking to the school bully, isn't it? You know, you know those. You we've all met those people. Those people that will stand there and speak to you in a bar, but you know, if you just if if you do something wrong, or if you say the wrong words, or even if you say the right words but in the wrong order, and they don't understand or they don't like your tone of voice, they will glass you. We've all spoke to people like that. That's how I feel about Formula One going to. Um, Saudi Arabia uh, could be wrong maybe I'm wrong don't think I'm wrong uh, yeah but I, I but on the other hand I do believe and this is not a this doesn't this doesn't condone the going racing but I do believe they knew that I mean the, the circuit has an air defense system like we shouldn't have Formula One races on the calendar which have good air defense. It's just not what you get in fucking sport. Um, but yeah, I do believe that people that were involved that would have been involved in those attacks were probably in the paddock. Like I said, having a good time, probably while they were going on. Um, so I believe the drivers were safe, but the fact that they were safe. And like I say, the fact that the fucking circuit has air defense only hammers home the fucking thing that we probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, Mike Yates, why is Latifi always trying to ruin people's races? He needs to go. Don't think he does it on purpose. I just don't think he's very good at driving Formula One cars. Um, It's the driver not... uh, it's the driver, not the car, remember, is this Twitter name. Uh, Mercedes starting to look like they have engine power issues along with aero issues. How long uh, till they can sort it out uh, or can they before the top teams bring upgrades? I don't know. I feel looking at it that Mercedes might be out of this championship already, but you never know. They have the resources. They have the resources to f- fix these problems. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in Australia. If they can turn up to Australia and be competitive because they, I mean, let's face it, it is now nine o'clock on um, Tuesday evening. Uh, they, the Mercedes factory will be a buzz with activity. You know, they will be working their little socks off trying to fix this problem. And like I said, they have the resources, they have the manpower, they have the brain power to do it. Uh, but they have to do it for Australia, I believe. If this is going to be one of those things where it's going to be not until the summer, like halfway through the season, I think the um, the other teams will be too far ahead. If they had a, if they had a car which could be knocking some podiums in, you know, not quite getting wins, but it's still picking a third place up or something like that, they could probably prioritize Hamilton and do their best to get him on the podium and try and keep him in the championship but they don't they don't seem to have a car to keep anybody in a championship but if they're there in australia i think they'll be in reasonable shape 
Um, Chris uh, needs to discuss Latifi. Seems to improve. Uh, seems to improve last year, but uh, the AD crash and the crashes this year uh, needs needs to be replaced next year. Yeah, I think he needs to go. Uh, Chris Leclerc is looking good uh, as everyone, bar you, knew uh, knew he was. I look, I'm holding my hands up, motherfucker. I I reserve the right to be wrong. Um, I think he will be the one to beat this year. I still think Max Verstappen will beat him over the course of a year. I do think he he because this is the thing. It's fine at the minute because the championship isn't close. Leclerc has a history of losing his head. And it's we don't know he's he's always been able to put in big results. But uh let's see. Let's just see how that temperament goes. Let's see if he if he can prove me wrong about me thinking I was wrong about him. Uh, Tom Dooley, Leclerc's uh, pace on Carlos is surprising. I'm surprised by that. Um, but I, uh, I, I feel with second race, I don't think we can give up on Carlos just yet. Uh, Craig R. Hammett, um, shame mix crash. Uh, shame about mix crash yesterday. Haas might have had a double points today. Ocon and Gasly were underwhelming. I don't think Ocon was underwhelming. I think Ocon was... Uh, I mean, Gasly was ill. And... Uh, um, oh, sorry. You've just re- you, you posted that that article about him not being well. And you posted and he's sitting there saying, now, uh, well, I feel like a dick. Yeah, he, he didn't seem to be well, did he? I don't think Ocon was underwhelming. I think he was underwhelming the way he fought with Fernando and cost the whole team. But... You know, apart from that, that that just fucking is what it is, isn't it? You can't. It's what it is. Yeah, it is, is what it is. Um, last last uh, last comment. Um, question comment question talking point. I don't know what they are now. Uh, Cami Hutton. Uh, Will Williams. That sounds like a beginning of a tongue tongue twister, doesn't it? Will Williams wobble while in Wales. Um, Will Williams uh, get a point this season? I don't know. They nearly got a point. You know, it's album was looking okay for this chaos. It's going to be chaos. Maybe, maybe Monaco. Mon- I feel Monaco is going to be a bit fucking crazy this year. I don't think they're going to be able to take each other. I still don't think we should be going there. But um, these cars are tricky to drive. And it's. I think this is the thing with Latifi. Uh, like the way he's looked and like that uh, crash Schumacher had, Ocon nearly had a crash very similar to it. Um, I uh, I feel that these cars are biting the drivers that aren't great. Oh, we've got, sorry, we've got um, talking points here. Uh, someone sent me in a PM. Uh, these are from Harrison McNulty. Uh, Williams is owned by venture venture capital firm. They shouldn't need a pay driver. File a Tifi and get Piastri in the in the seat. That's a good shout. Um, Oscar Piastri would be a good shout. Um, speak to McLaren and see if there's a way they could get like Patrick Award. Maybe there there are other people out there with the skill sets to be in Formula One that would be doing a better job than Latifi. 
Um, also, uh, Ocon can absolutely go toe-to-toe with Alonso, which I find shocking. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll wait and see what this will have this goes over the course of the season. Um, it would have been interesting to see how far Alonso would have been down the road because he was having a fabulous race this weekend. Um, and I don't believe... Uh, I don't believe Ocon was challenging Fernando on merit in this race because Fernando was clearly faster than him. But what you have in those DRS zones is, and this this was the, I mean, this it was good in some ways because we saw it was good watching the leaders fight. But those DRS zones allowed Ocon to artificially stay with Alonso and get past him. And uh, I don't think you take what just one of those DRS zones you take away from Ocon, and he, that that doesn't carry on. That fight doesn't carry on. Um, so I'm not sure Ocon could go toe to toe with Fernando at th- this point. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I have in my hand the um, hot lap fantasy league that you can sign up to on fantasy.f1.com it's the official one um i'm doing all right i've dropped to seventh though so that's not ideal uh let's run down the top 10 there's 24 24 drivers in it so it's like a real championship um or around that roundabout um Ferrari Ferrari Merchants Race Beacon is number one, uh, number one with four hundred eighty eight points. Uh, someone else that forgot to name their team, like I did. Team one is Dominic H with four hundred fifty three points. Quite a gap at the top of the table. Third, uh, Mister Mister Fantastic's team four hundred fifty fifty points. Someone else couldn't name their team. Team one Brandon H four thirty five. Team one, again, same issue. Connor B doesn't say anything about his points. There's no points for you. How are you where you are? How are you so high up? Um, Larson's Biscuit by Ian D. Uh, that's 410 points. That's sixth. Lee Stevens, myself, with team one in uh, with 401 points. That is not good. From the dizzy heights of leading the league last weekend, to seventh, uh, Landorian Scott R is in eighth, and it's not displaying your points. Uh, Botala FC, no idea. Um, Knife B, are you from? Uh, is that the? Is your flag? Oh, you're from Bahrain. That's cool. Yeah, I've got, I've got I've got a listener from Bahrain. How are you doing? Uh, number ten, Giles Mann, uh, team one, three hundred eighty-one points. Um, Murky Waters from Craig H in eleventh. It's not displaying your points. Team one, we'll see twelfth. No points displayed. Uh, I'm I'm seem to be going through them all. I'm gonna just nip down quickly to say in twentieth position is Gunther Steiner's swear jar. That's Mr. Paul Nicholson from uh, Three Legs, Four Wheels fame. 
duking it out with Neil Kenner, um, the man that pays me every week to paint things for him. And uh, he's in 20th position, so it's not going well for the people that I can speak to in real life on the island I'm on. Um, yeah, go join up to the Fantasy League. You can uh, if you can look for the Hot Lap F1 podcast, uh, Fantasy League, or you can just shoot me a message and I will send you an invite to it. Um, other than that, I'll be back next week and we can talk more about Formula One. Uh, I'm sure this podcast will be in your ears first thing Wednesday morning. Uh, sorry, there's no three legs, four wheels. Again, it's not it's not me. It's the fact that Paul's not well. So that's why there's no podcast. But there we are. These are the breaks. If Sebastian Vettel can't go drive Formula One cars and Paul can't podcast, what the fuck do we really have? I will see you all next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Sports Social Podcast Network.